So there's like a lot of, so like the bad rap part of this is where it's like, my wife is a great housekeeper is like one of the <laughs> things or whatever. Oh, like. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm your host, Leanna. I am not Leanna or your host, but I am Jared, a totally separate human being. (laughs) Jared is, by the way, did you know that I've officially promoted you to co-host? No, I didn't know that. That's so exciting. Yeah. No, you're you're not a sidekick anymore. You're like my co-host. Yes. I've been waiting for this day. I didn't (laughs) dare get my hopes up. I know. How will you sleep tonight? (laughs) I don't know, but that's fun. That's exciting. (laughs) Guys, we have a really exciting episode for you today. We are talking about love languages. I've actually had quite a few requests for this topic. It's a topic that I use a lot when I'm talking to someone or in even non-romantic relationships. I think it's really important even to know with your friends what their love languages are. So we are going to dive into that in a second. But Jared and I have a ton of catching up to do for you guys. Um, Welcome back from Philadelphia. Thank you. It was lovely being home. Uh, For those, I I don't remember if I talked about taking this trip, but it was very stressful flying. I booked a trip when things looked good. And then by the time I flew, it was like super dangerous. So I looked like a maniac in the airport. I was wearing an N95 (laughs) mask and a face shield. And people were like looking at me really weird, but I just like stuck to my window seat. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I was visiting, you know, my, my mom and stepdad were picking me up from the airport who are both over 65. And I was like seeing all these people who are vulnerable. So I was like, super on top of being safe. So mm-hmm. it was lovely, though. And I'm happy to be back. I, I, I feel like we haven't recorded in like, three or four weeks or something. We I, haven't. So the last episode that came out is dating and spirituality part two. And we recorded that three weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And I know you have updates that I'm very curious about. And I, do. I have a few like not as exciting updates probably. But. Yeah. So I took, well, okay, first, hold on a couple um, housekeeping things. So I'm going to let you guys know. So we are taking a short reprieve from the podcast. Very, very short, three weeks. Um, that is going to give me time to take care of my dog, Olive, whose surgery is July 22nd. So this will come out a couple days post-surgery. Um, it'll also give me time to, I haven't mentioned this yet, but I was able to get into an office space, downtown Redlands, because I'll be living and staying at my parents' house. What are you, what, what are you, ta- why are you laughing at me? Could, could you tell people more specifically where your office space is and like what Listen, restaurants or coffee shops it's near? In New York, people would want to know if I'm like in Manhattan and where I would be in Manhattan. Okay, so this is the same, but this is the Inland Empire and I live in Redlands and my office is downtown. No, it's super cute though. Um, I got it for such a great price. And so I am working on getting the office space ready so I can record my podcast here. I can have yoga privates here. I can teach piano here when things clear up. And then it'll also give me time to do some work for the podcast, some stuff that I've been working on that I just haven't had time to do. But the good news is we are coming back August 21st strong with my story part two. So Ooh, I'm excited about that. 
I know. And so just it's like a little cliffhanger. You know, you guys have to wait a little bit. I know I have a lot of people who are behind as well. So to give you guys time to catch up. And if you're really, really itching for another episode, you can always subscribe to my Patreon account, uh, www.patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. There's three bonus episodes, right? So one per week you can listen to. We'll be adding another bonus episode. uh, Sorry. We'll be adding another bonus episode into the Patreon in a couple weeks. So we will keep that moving. Um, So yeah, so you can always do that. You have to subscribe to the this be be hustling tier and uh and then you get to uh listen to the bonus episodes so yeah hang on tight <laughs> your face you have- if if you would like please hit up liana on instagram or the podcast page on instagram if you desperately want to hear me rambling into the microphone a couple times during the hiatus <laughs> <laughs> Jared is more than happy to produce his own episode. If you guys would like a Jared solo episode. Look, if the people demand it, I will come through. We have to give the people what they want. (laughs) We do have to give the people what they want. It'll be like me recording. It'll be like me recording voice notes on my phone, like while I'm driving or like going for a run or something. So the other thing I wanted to talk about is it's been a while since we've gone over um, like what states and countries are winning in terms of uh, downloads and listens per episode. Oh, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going somewhere dark of like what countries are not winning with regard to coronavirus. (laughs) Well, that would be the the United States. Yes, we are losing hard. Yes. We are yeah. in last place. By we are mile. literally not even last place, like last place and like a hundred laps behind. Um, yeah. So in terms of states, so obviously California, you guys are kicking ass. So thank you for listening. Uh, next up is New York and then Michigan, nice. New Jersey, nice. Tennessee coming in strong, Texas. Tennessee. I know. Yeah. Arizona has climbed its way to the top top eight, and then at the bottom of the top eight is Oregon. Nice. Uh, congratulations to Arizona on cracking the top eight. Please stay safe out there, all of our listeners in Arizona. Stay home. It, Florida, you too. Just stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then in terms of countries – this is kind of exciting. So other than the U.S., so I guess we are in first place in some things in terms of oh, listening that's nice. to the podcast. Yeah. Um, Canada. Canada is right behind, coming in strong, and then okay. the United Kingdom, and then mm-hmm. Switzerland, you're still in the game, and then Sweden, France, the Netherlands, and Hong Kong pulling in the top eight. Wow, what's up, Hong Kong? I uh, support to all the people of Hong Kong. Uh, I lived in Shenzhen, China for six months right after college, which is like just in in mainland China from Hong Kong. Uh, So I love Hong Kong. I had the best Indian food of my life in, oh, what's the name of that? The Chungking Mansion in uh, Kowloon Tong, I think. Anyway, just a little little gem because there's a lot of like, Indian and Bangladeshi, like oh, sure, expats sure, sure. and people, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. that's you know, thank you guys so much. Everybody who listens, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for continuing to help this podcast run. And, you know, if you guys want to continue to support, head over to the Patreon, follow us on Instagram at underscore Lana Joan at hello and goodbye podcast at the real Jared Rodriguez. And yeah, just yep. kind of figure out ways to um, continue to support us. And whether that's just posting the story on Instagram. Yeah, especially our, our Canadian listeners, you know, throw throw the podcast a couple loonies or a couple toonies a month. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> do, do you know about loonies and toonies, Leanna? I don't. I really don't. Okay, so there's a dollar coin in Canada, in Canadian money, that has I th- uh, like a loon on the back. And so they're called loonies. Okay. And there's... A $2 coin, which is called, can you guess? Toonies? A toonie, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, yeah. So thank you. Again, we appreciate you guys. Okay, I think now we're ready to go into updates. So last episode, I told you guys I had started seeing someone new that I had a breakfast date planned for last Thursday and I was trying, I was able to stay like super cool and um, I felt really secure that it felt kind of different. So I have to update you guys on that, but I also have to update Jared because Jared, I haven't told Jared anything about it. Well, so, okay. So just, just for the listeners to get my point of view, uh, I, I was not able to listen to the, to the last episode yet traveling and all this and then, trying to catch up on work, which has been crazy. So I knew that I was supposed to help Leanna move her stuff into her new office. And I get a text like day of, day before. (laughs) That's like, oh, by the way, the guy I've been seeing for about a week is going to be there helping us. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what? (laughs) And uh, so just for all the listeners, I'll give my update before I get the actual story from you. Um, really, really, uh, really nice guy. Very handsome, like very big, uh, strapping, like handsome, uh, guy. Yeah. Uh, but also like, seems like a really nice, good human being. He's from Wisconsin, which I think Mm -hmm. speaks highly of him. Mm -hmm. Um, like, you know, if he was from California, I'd be like, eh, whatever, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, but people from Wisconsin, I'm like, okay, you're probably, you're probably good people. Yeah. Like grew up a little different, you know? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's my impression. We didn't get to talk much because we were, you know, schlepping stuff and wearing masks and all that stuff. But I would like to know what what happened. Catch me up. Yeah. What what has happened since then? Because oh, by the way, you also dropped on me at the same time. You were like, oh, by the way, this guy I've been seeing is going to be there. And then you were like, oh, by the way, I can't record on Sunday because I'm going to Palm Springs. And I'm guessing, because I'm good at deductive reasoning, that these two things have something to do with each other. <laughs> okay, so last, so when I, t- when I do the solo intros, I have a hard time just talking to myself. So I try and keep them really short. So I figured when I have you on, that's when I can give kind of longer uh, detail, more details and, and longer, um, what's the word I'm looking for? explanations longer explanations yes so so basically we met on bumble and i asked him if he wanted to meet up and we met up at a park and he brought like 
Sorry, can you give us the name and, and location of the park, please? <laughs> uh, yes, it was Caroline's Park in uh, South Redlands. Um, no, it was super cute, though. There wasn't, like, this initial, like, passionate spark, you know, which I, mm-hmm. which I okay. think is really good. But obviously, he's very handsome, so I was very attracted to him. But, you know, the conversation flowed. It took some time. You know, he's a little shy, and so I was trying to ask questions and trying to get him to open up a little bit. And we had some drinks and that helped. Um, and then we went back to my office and we hung out and it was just like a really sweet night. And then mm-hmm. the he asked me, he was like, hey, listen, I want to see you again. Nice. Can you come over tomorrow? And so I that's it's been a long time since someone has been that direct about it. And I really appreciated it. So I went to his place and he cooked me dinner and we watched a movie and it was really sweet. And I stayed the night and, um, and then hang on, hang on. You can't, you can't like zip past that first. Uh, what was the movie? Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking. It was fire saga. Wait, it was on Netflix with Will Ferrell and, Oh, the the the, the European, Adam? the like Eurovision song. Eurovision, I think it's Fire Saga or something like that. Sure. I don't remember. Yeah, Fire Vision or you guys look it up. It is seriously the funniest movie, and the music is actually kind of legit. Like the song at the end, Rachel McAdams isn't the she does um, lip syncing to the actual singer who's an Icelandic pop singer. And oh my gosh, her voice is amazing. So yeah, look that up. So we watched that movie. He made me salmon. Okay, time out. Okay, I was, I was going to ask what he cooked. Like what, what, and like what, like how, how was the salmon prepared? What went with it? <laughs> so it was very, guy, it was a very guy meal. He cooked one massive salmon like the largest salmon i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and there was nothing else to the meal <laughs> so in his defense in his defense we still had the snacky stuff left over from the day before so he was like well we'll just have uh, this but they were definitely like just snacks like it was a like a veggie plate and some crackers <laughs> and so that was the meal was a salmon a veggie hilarious. plate and some crackers um, he is, I'm surprised you haven't asked his age. He is 26. So. Okay. Quite a bit younger. Um, so seven years younger, but I actually, I think I've talked about this before. I don't mind dating younger men. I feel almost less pressure to like be a certain way or to like impress them. And that it's almost like, it's almost like I feel more comfortable dating younger men because well, one, I text a ton. I'm on my phone a ton. And guys my age, well, guys older, like late 30s, 40s, don't. That's just not their thing. That's not the generation they grew up in, you know? Yep. And and so anyway, so I just, I don't know. There's a lot of things that really click. So then we met up again Thursday. So I had spent the night. Then we had that breakfast. So this is where we left off on the last episode. And it was so wonderful. We met at the coffee shop right below my office and we had breakfast. And then he went to my storage unit and we got some pre-moving stuff done. Um, We made out. Like it was just really, it was just, I could definitely tell like each time hanging out with him, like there were more layers that were kind of coming off of like the onion. Mm. More I got to know Mm. about him. 
he was in the Navy. So he went right into the Navy right out of high school. So he worked as he was a diver. He was um, in submarines. He said his longest deployment or his longest time in a submarine was like 72 days or something, which is insane. So he has a lot of like, he's experienced a lot of things that make you grow up really fast, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then he's also liberal. So, you know, oftentimes it's, it's not, I don't think it's common for someone to be in the military and necessarily be liberal. I'm sure it's not uncommon, but the guys that I have met that have been in the military very um, conservative, which is fine, right? But you guys know I, I need someone who's liberal. So he's very liberal. And I just, I really like, I just, and I said this on the last episode, but I just really like his character. He's really sweet. He's very assuring. Um, he's told me that he is so happy he met me. He says, if I ever need to talk, like, don't hesitate to call. Like, things like that, that offer wow. assurance. At least in the beginning, yeah. you know, I, I don't know him. I know him now. It's been a week and a half. No, it's been like a week and a day. But what I've seen so far, I really like. Yeah, I, I would say for me, from my point of view, he uh, listeners, just to give you my objective opinion, comes off like seems seems very mature, seems very sort of comfortable with himself. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, but also like just a really genuinely nice dude. So Mm -hmm. I was, I was, uh, I was like, oh, that's a good dude. Uh, So I'm, I'm now a week and a day from the time you first saw each other until today. Correct. A week and two days. Yeah. A week and two days. So, so nine days. (laughs) (laughs) And how many days out of that, of those nine, have you seen each other? Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't feel like we're moving too quickly. No. Wait, I, hold on. I, I think if it One, feels good two, to you, that's Oh, no, five. Five. Well, that's like every I other mean, day. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. It's like, so I was talking to my coach about this. Um, this is mm-hmm. my last week in the program. And I'm like, it's wow. kind of sad. I know. It's kind of sad. Like, I it has been such a special time. And I think I said this at the very beginning of when I started this program, my goal was not to go into the program and find a husband or like to go in the program, like just to get a relationship. My goal was to like go into the program and really grow and become a better person and become more secure. And I have honestly like learned so many things and done so much work and fought that work and fought what I was learning and then pushed through it. And, you know, I don't know if this thing with this guy and I will last, but it feels like it almost feels like I'm being rewarded by meeting someone who comes off as secure and assured in himself and assures me that even for the short amount of time or the long amount of time or whatever, that it's like, okay, this is working. Like the work that I'm putting in is, is, is paying off because I'm, I'm reaping the rewards of attracting someone who is secure, right? Or mm-hmm. even opening up my heart for someone who is secure. 
it just, it feels really, really good. So, you know, I, anyway, so I've, on that tangent, I talked to my coach about it and she said, the thing with when you meet someone and, you know, pacing of the relationship is really important. If you're creating co-security though, and you're both, she uses a pool analogy. If you're both on the same side of the pool. So if one of you is in the shallow part of the pool and one of you is like deep in the pool, like ready to dive in, like there's going to be issues there, right? But if you guys are swimming through the pool together and you're at the same stage of the pool together, then there's really no boundaries on how fast or slow a relationship should necessarily go. It just depends on where are you guys together? Are you creating that co-security together? And, you know, I talked to her about the situation. I talked to her about how he ended up having to meet my parents because he was helping me move. And like, it wasn't like I was like, hey, meet my parents, have dinner with them. It was like, okay, like he volunteered and it just happened to happen. So anyway, and she, again, she was just like, listen, like as long as you stay like grounded and Mm -hmm. you're secure within yourself, like there's not a boundary to it, right? You don't have to feel, because I was so worried that it was moving too fast. And again, it's not like we haven't said we're falling in love with each other. We haven't declared that we're boyfriend, girlfriend. We're getting to know each other. We're spending time together. We like each other's time. So anyway, I have one more date with him that I have to talk about, but do you have any... Do you have anything else to say other than? <laughs> yes, I have, I have multiple questions. Thank you for giving me the I, opportunity. I hear yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> One, just to go back, how did he flavor the salmon? Did he just broil it? <laughs> and like, that was that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't cook. He's some kind of pepper and spicy stuff. And it was very tasty. Okay, but there was no like sauce to it or anything like that. I, can't, I cannot express how large these two pieces of salmon were like, I have never <laughs> yeah. seen larger flanks of salmon. It's like the ones you get from like Costco or like Sam's club. It, and they're like, it this literally big was each, like, right? yeah. yeah, like, like, yeah. I don't know, 16 inches long each mm-hmm. eight inches wide. <laughs> nice. Did you guys eat it right out of the pan? No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, a quick, quick pro tip. If you're ever doing, Salmon for somebody like butter, garlic, lemon, salt and pepper, really easy. Then a move, if you want to like actually wow someone, like not really wow, but if you want to like put a little little extra something on it, just take a little, uh, take a little saucepan, throw some soy and some honey, more honey than you think you actually need and like let it reduce down, pour that over the salmon. Delicious. Mm. That's my, that's yeah, my other tip for like the, the uh, listeners. Thank you. And then for guys, like, come on, like, how hard is it to like steam some vegetables or like grill some asparagus to go with that? <laughs> like, at least you can do, you can do like at least one other thing, you know? You can skip okay. a starch or something. But anyway, okay. <laughs> um, but I don't cook at all, so I appreciated the gesture. That's true. So one, um, yeah, I, I think that's super cool, and that's like a vibe that I was feeling from you when I was like, you know moving stuff and seeing you two together is like not only have you found you know what seems to be like a good dude at least for now and who knows what could happen but it feels like you're engaging in it in a healthier way which is cool yes um yes 
Now, the most important question is what do Nancy and Bill have to say about this young man? That's what I really want to know. So I told my parents, I said, listen, it's very unfortunate that you have to meet him right now because we just started <laughs> So do not be weird. Do not say anything that's going to embarrass me. And, you know, we've been dating a week. We're not boyfriend, girlfriend. So keep it cool. And, um, and so they didn't really engage at all. I mean, my mom said, hi. I mean, basically, you know, we all had masks on. And so it was like hard to even see. And so my, my mom and dad were just like, yeah, I mean, he seems nice. You know, like what else can they say? And my dad, my dad was definitely more interested to get to know him. He thinks it's really cool that he was in the Navy because my dad was in the Navy. Oh um, yeah, for sure. So that would be cool for them to talk about. I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't ask him more questions. I think, you know, honestly, like it was very, very short communication, very short introduction, and that's how it should be. So he is coming over on Saturday. So the day after this episode airs to help me. So all is having your surgery. So I'm going to be locked in at home for a couple weeks. So he's going to come over and help me sand down and uh, refinish paint a dresser, an old dresser that was my grandfather's. So he's going to come over and help me. So I'm sure at that point he will uh, have more conversation, but you know, we'll see. That's so exciting. That's cool. Okay. Now what's the date that you haven't told us about yet? Okay. So we went to Palm Springs. Sometimes he has to work down in Palm Springs. And so when he does, he stays in a hotel or an Airbnb down there and his company pays for it. So he was like, Hey, listen, I've got this hotel. You're off. Why don't you come join me? And I was like, uh, fuck yeah. Like, are you kidding? I haven't gotten out of Redlands since like the beginning of March. So I went down for the day. I didn't stay the night because I needed to be home with Olive. And we walked to brunch. We came back. I had way too many mimosas. I passed the fuck out. And then, um, and then we went down to the pool which actually there were quite a few people there, but every, I was really impressed with Palm Springs. If you guys have like a day, I know it's crazy hot, but everybody's social distance. Everybody's wearing masks. I thought it was so respectful. Like whenever you're in the lobby of the hotel, you're walking through with a mask, whatever you, a waiter comes by, like, well, you don't have to put on your mask, but I saw people putting on their masks, like for the waiters when they were there, which oh, I thought was cool. really, yeah. really courteous. Um, so anyway, so I felt super safe while we were down there and we basically just hung out in his room. The food was amazing. We watched a little bit of TV. We played a little cards and we, yeah. <laughs> so That's that was so it. Fun. Yeah. How long did you pass out for after brunch? Like an hour and a half. Oh, that's not bad. I, well, I mean, granted, I slept in till like, I went to bed at like 10, woke up at eight, and then took a nap like four hours later. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, funny. We have had sex. Okay. I was going to be, I was going to probably go there, but okay. Yeah. And it was great. I felt ready to take that step and not let it give me anxiety. That's so, so exciting. I know. And it was really nice. And yeah, it was like, we waited, like we made it a week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Th- there was a lot of like 
build, you know, getting to know each other on other levels time. Oh, right. For like, sure. I think that's important. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Like we spent a whole day talking and then we met and talked a lot and then we hung out at his place. You know, like it was, it didn't feel rushed. It felt very natural. And, um, we had a lot of conversations that I wanted to have before that happened. And, and then I've also saved a lot that I'm not ready to talk about, you know? So I'm like, I'm pacing myself. I'm setting boundaries. Yeah. It, you know, like I, obviously whenever you meet someone and there's so many positive lights coming up, of course you're hoping like this will work out, you know, like, and there's, of Mm -hmm. course there's hopes of like, oh my gosh, maybe we will be boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, maybe this is going to be the first relationship in two years for me in, in a long time, you know, um, where could it go? But I'm trying to stay very in the present and and also like I have had moments of anxiety and I've just like kind of sat down with myself and been like, listen, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to meet someone else who is a good fit Mm -hmm. for me. And so there's already so much progress and I just have to like remember that. That's awesome. I am excited for you on behalf of all hello, goodbye listeners. So what's been going on with you, friend? Are you talking to anyone? What's been going on with me? I am, I appreciate, so your point about like, look, if this doesn't work out, like there's going to be someone else, right? Like that's like a thing about like not living from a place of scarcity, but a place of abundance. And I think Mm -hmm. when you're in that like place where you're talking to different people and just like, you know, whatever, like, you know, like that's, it's been helpful for me to like remind myself of that, you know? Cause it's like, well, it's interesting. Like while I was home, it's like, well, then you're not, you know, you're not really engaging. And then so a bunch of stuff just kind of like fades off. And I would say over the past like three or four weeks, I've like done like a video chat or something with like, a, you know, like, I don't know, three or four different people. And like, eh, who knows, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, one interesting, funny story, though, is. OK, so um, one sort of interesting story is I started messaging someone. Well, actually, this woman messaged me and then I'm looking at her answers, you know, so, some of the stuff she wrote on her profile. And, you know, she's like been on television before, like was, you know, like was, was on television for a while, like had that kind of whole thing going and now had something like kind of coach, like whatever in there and like wellness brand oh like a health like a health and wellness coach i think so i don't know like it it was sort of spiritual so i'm like oh cool like you know i'm into holistic well-being and like spirituality and whatever and i like did a little googling or whatever and i you know and and so she's like got like thirty thousand followers on insta so i was like oh that's Mm -hmm. like not like i care about that but like i'm like oh this is like Actually, honestly, my first thought is I was like, oh, this will be interesting for the podcast. <laughs> you know? But we sent a couple messages and it was around the time that I was flying back. And she mentioned that she had flown that same weekend as well. And in my message, I said something around, you know, how I was in the airport with the mask and the face shield and people were giving me strange looks and stuff. And then she messages me back with something like, I don't really believe in the whole mask thing. And then she didn't, I know, I know. Then she didn't, she didn't use the word conspiracy theory, but she said, oh, like, that's something that like, they just try to tell us or so. it was something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. 
And and then she goes, um, I just think when it's your time, like that, that's what's going to happen, and a mask isn't going to help with that. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! So at this point, I'm like, Did you unmask right away. That's what I was struggling with, and then I was like, "Let me go in with another message, like more for the podcast than anything else." Uh-huh. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, and also, to be honest, like I had just, I, I saw a bunch of family I hadn't seen in a while, like extended family and stuff, while I was home, and and I, you know, was hearing from family members of like, you know, like you believe like the statistics about how many people have died from COVID, and I'm like. I believe they're underreporting. If anything, like, what are you talking about, right? Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. and so, I feel like I was hearing this a lot. So I'm like, well, okay, let me give this a shot because I feel like a lot on my social media and stuff too. I'm like trying to share things about wearing a mask because I'm like, if somebody who loves me and follows me doesn't believe in this, like, maybe I can post something that will help change their mind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I take a crap. Probably at not, it. but I appreciate that. Yeah. So I, I, we were messaging about a couple things, you know, and so I, you know, responded to some of the stuff. And then like a little bit later, I was like, you know, on the whole mask thing, I said, I try really hard and work really hard to actually like live with acceptance and equanimity and like live from a sort of surrendered place, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I'm with you, like I'm with you there, right? Um, I said, but like... I wouldn't eat like contaminated food. <laughs> I would go seek medical attention if I was injured in an accident. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't see this as any different. And I said, even if masks are bullshit, what have I lost? Like I was mm-hmm. a bit more uncomfortable on my flight. I'm like, mm-hmm. and if you told me there was even a 10% chance that me being a little uncomfortable on my flight could help keep the people I love like healthy and safe. Mm -hmm. Like I'm taking it every time Mm -hmm. and twice on Sunday. And so I tried to be nice, you know, like not be like, that's cause I like, cause my, like my like first response was like, just unmatch. My second thought was (laughs) send a message to be like, Oh no, like I was actually excited and I thought you were cool. See you later. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I feel, you know, that would have been like snarky and a joke thing to do. I thought it was very loving. It was a loving approach. Thank you. Yeah, like, I'm like, look, I get it, and I get where you're coming from, but this is where I'm coming from. And then I think she just unmatched it, like, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been cool, because I I think it's cool for me. Something I keep trying to push myself on is, like, like to engage with people who disagree with my beliefs. And, like, that's something that I want Mm. in someone, too. Mm. So I'm like, you know, if she actually, like, responds well... And we can engage on this. Like, maybe that would be really cool. I was sort of watching it because I'm like, all right, like, let's see. Like, are are you sort of open-minded in your beliefs, right? Are you open to, like, Mm -hmm. other points of view? Or are you just totally, like, if someone doesn't see things the way I see them, like, see you later, you know? Well, and it's interesting, too, in that kind of field of, you know, someone is very spiritual and one with the earth, um, that there's that disconnection of being a loving person by wearing a mask. Like, because yeah. that's what we're doing. We're wearing masks because we love other people. 
because it's not about mm-hmm. us because it could, mm-hmm. it could be about us. Who knows? You or I could get it. We could end up in the hospital. There's no, there's yep. are some statistics, but there's no rhyme or reason to why some people are getting really ill and some people aren't and why some people are getting long-term after effects and why some people aren't. And so if the fucking least thing that we can do is wear a mask, then to me, that's the most loving thing that you can do as a human being. Personally, I think you and I are on the same page. I don't understand it. I don't understand the protests against wearing the masks. I don't understand the idea that wearing a mask is taking away your freedom. If anything, we're fighting for the freedom of all of us. You know, we're fighting that all of us can breathe another breath. Yeah. And also if everyone wore masks, like all this shit could open back up. Like we could have so many more businesses open if you would just put on a fucking mask. Yeah. Yeah. If all of our international listeners can like hit us up on social media and like, cause I'm sure when they hear this conversation and see what's going on, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with those maniacs? Like every other country on earth is looking at us like that. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I mean, California had to close down again. No, California had to close down again. And, you know, um, all we have to do is wear a mask. That's it. Wear a mask, be responsible, be kind, be loving. Okay. Well, that was a really long intro, but we needed to catch up. I have one more update. Oh, okay. Okay. So Jared has one more update. Go. I had exactly one person slide into my DMs and it's my friend Kate from like high school. <laughs> no, but she was like, Kate is like married and has children and is like a lovely person. And she just she she just did it because she had just listened to the episode and like and like it was so cool because I didn't know she was a listener and we got to catch up and what's up, Kate, if you're, if you're this. What what yeah. was her slide? Uh oh I forget. I don't know. Okay, well, guys, we talked about this. Jared's DMs are open for sliding. So, (laughs) and also, I think I realized like I had I had Instagram for like six months before I like clicked on the thing like that like little direct messaging (laughs) thing. You had Instagram for years before you even knew how to post or watch a story or see that other people could watch your stories. Yes, that's true. And I mean, so part of it was two people that worked for me made my Instagram for me, like as like without telling me they like yes, made an Instagram for me. Yeah. And um, so if you scroll all the way to my first post, you'll see a bunch of like candid shots of me at like work meetings. <laughs> and, shit. and it's hilarious because they're like posting captions as if it was me. And like people in my legit personal life, like started following this account thinking it was me. And so after it had been up for a year, they had it up for a year and were posting shit for a year, like as me. And then they like told me and showed me and they were like, uh, we hope you're not mad. <laughs> and I was like, this is hilarious. And then they, oh yeah. Me, so. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, it was great. Well, thank you for that slight DM slides update. Yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, it, you know, I'm sorry to, to, to disappoint all of the uh, listeners, but, you know, that's the best no, I got. No, thank you, Kate, for being a listener. We appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not disappointed in your slide at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
Thank you for listening through this very long intro. Uh, we just had a lot of catching up to do. And since this is our last one for a couple weeks, I wanted to just kind of take our time with it. So let's dive into love languages. So here's going to be kind of like the outline of what we're going to talk about. So we're going to explain what love languages is. Jared and I will talk about our own love languages. Um, we can talk about how they have or have not worked within relationships that we've had. And then we can talk about how you can use this tool as a great tool for not only romantic relationships, but, you know, friendships and your family life as well. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, there's this book called The Five Love Languages. It's by Gary Chapman. I read it a few years ago when I was married. And I know, Jared, when did you read it? I mean, like, it was a big deal, like, 10 years ago, don't you think? This book became, like, the thing. Yeah. And so it was somewhere around there. I started rereading the book for this episode. I, I, it's a little corny. Just, you know, if you guys are interested in reading it, absolutely. It's, it is definitely a Christian-based book. So just beware of that. Um, It's not necessarily the most... Eloquently written book and or uh, deep, <laughs> but it's. I mean, it, it gets the point across. Um, there and actually, the version that I started reading is the one for singles. It's a singles edition because the one that you have, Jared, that my mom got at the garage sale. That's for if you're already married. It's like for married couples. So it's kind of um, nice to read about it, like not as in a relationship or in a married uh, relationship. So anyway, so he wrote this book and it, it is very interesting because we all definitely feel loved in different ways. And so it does help explain a lot of those things. I will say though, I don't want to necessarily like this. It has a lot of like putting people in boxes and I don't think that necessarily is the case, right? We're all going to maybe have little bits of each love language, or maybe there's love languages here that we have that aren't in the cap- the five categories of love languages. So how about I say one of the love languages and then you say the other one? Great. Just okay. also FYI, Gary Chapman is a senior associate pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So oh. he's like, yeah, that's his thing. Okay, cool. So that also explains a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so the first love language, in so we're just going through the order of what the book is in. And by the way, obviously, Jared and I are not love language experts, but I don't really feel like it's that hard to decipher this material. <laughs> okay, so the first mm-hmm. love language is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. This is just things that, it makes you feel loved when someone speaks something to you. So this could be through text, through an email, verbal affirmation. Um, for instance, you know, if someone were to be like, hey, you look really beautiful. That just hits your soul. Or someone texts you, good morning, sunshine. Something like that. You know, when you do something really great. You want to hear the words, I'm so proud of you. I can relate to this one because this is my top love language. And we'll go into that a little later, but words are so important already. And this just makes them 
it, it's it's not just that they're important now. It actually affirms that person's love for you. Like you feel loved. Jared, what's your interpretation of that? I, I think this one gets a bad rap in terms of like being compliments, you know, but I think it's really different, like, because, you know, just being like understanding with someone and like, you know, th- there's like little stuff in the, in the self-assessment you take about like, you know, someone letting you know that they appreciate when you've done something for them, mm-hmm. like verbally, right? Yeah. Like, or, um, you know, saying that they're proud of you, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like those kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's not necessarily like you're just needing attention and seeking it out by tell me how beautiful I am and tell me this. It's literally mm-hmm. like th- those things that maybe we think about, they just want you to tell them. Like instead of just thinking yeah. about it, say it out loud. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second love language. So second one is quality time. So this is actually where like attention comes in of just being together, doing things together, you know, where, look, I don't need fancy gifts or whatever, but like, let's make time to like watch a movie. Like, let's go for a walk, you know, just like doing the things together, you know, and and having that focus. And I think a big thing with quality time people is like, I think the attentional component is important too. Like this one's pretty high for me. So that's where it's like, and it may seem dumb to people, like, but to me, there's a huge difference between me sitting with the person that I'm with and we're watching the same movie versus like them sitting next to me on the couch and like they're in their phone. Yes. You know, like then like somehow we're not doing something together anymore. You yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. So there's a big emphasis on quality, right? Like, because yes. you can, you can hang out with someone all day long and the person who needs quality time may still not feel loved because it's not actually you guys sitting there or doing something where you're focused on one another. And then that person is feeling loved from that. Like you said, what, what word did you say? It was like an attentive focus. Yeah, like, yeah, just, like, attention and, yeah, Yeah. and there's, like, that, yeah. Okay, number three. Number three, receiving gifts. So, this one is interesting. I feel like this one gets the biggest rap. Is that, did I use that word right? The biggest rap? It gets a bad rap. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I feel like this one gets the biggest, the biggest of the bad raps. um, Because it seems so materialistic. But, you know, getting gifts can be things like flowers, notes, dropping some like a coffee off at at someone's uh, workplace, Mm -hmm. ordering lunch from Uber Eats and uh, delivering it to their door, bringing home a small, you know, it's their favorite candy bar, bringing it home. I'm saying a lot of food things. Um, You know, for some people, it may be (laughs) extravagant gifts. I know for me, this one is high on my list. I just... it. I am such a gift giver and I go out of my way to pick perfect gifts for people that I think like I listen to people and I they'll talk and they'll say something about how this was their favorite beer. And that goes into the back of my mind. And then when it's time to celebrate them, I will get that beer. 
So it's just, I think to me, it shows thoughtfulness. It's a way of showing thoughtfulness. If you care about that person, you're paying attention to the little details. I know I love, you know, finding little notes around the house, having letters written for me. Flowers are so wonderful. So it doesn't, gifts doesn't have to be this expensive materialistic thing. It's, it's just a way to show thoughtfulness for that person and, um, and uh, you know, it's, it just makes someone feel loved because it's showing you're paying attention to what's important to them. Yes. Two, two things on this. Um, I, I just actually learned this great life tip recently. One, I think maybe women I've known do a better job of this and maybe do, do this kind of thing more in instinctually. So maybe this advice is more valuable for guys start a note on your phone with yes. your significant other's name and when they say something or something, whatever, yes. put it into the phone. That is a then great tip. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and, and like when I've dated people who, you know, I could tell that this felt really special to them. Like there's even like little, like little things I would do, like, like texting someone a song and being like, Hey, like I heard this, you know, this is one of my favorite songs. I heard it on the drive to work this morning. It made me like think of you. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like that's a gift. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next one, Jared. Acts of service. This is actually my top one, which is really interesting. I feel like this also gets a bad rap, particularly maybe cause there's a lot of, maybe there are a lot of men who like me, like this one is high for. And yeah. If you, if you were, so if you read this dude's book, <laughs> he's it's very much from the like, sorry, Gary what's Chapman. that? I said, if you yeah. can make it through. <laughs> so there's like a lot of, so like the bad rap part of this is where it's like, my wife is a great housekeeper is like one of the things or whatever. <laughs> oh, <and> like, <laughs> but to, but to me, I feel like, and I think this is true of like high achieving people with busy work lives where there's like so much stuff to get done. And, and I think like, this is part of why I, I had someone on one of the apps ask me recently, like what I'm looking for. And anytime I answer that question, I say like, I'm looking for a partner. And to me, like partnership means like, look, we're both in this shit together. So like when shit needs to be cooked or cleaned or like errands need to be run or whatever. And like, it's such a loving thing to me when someone's like, hey, you know that thing that's been on your to-do list? You know, like, and it could just be like, pick up peanut butter or something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Like I picked up peanut butter and I'm like, oh my God, you did. Like, I saw, <laughs> you love me. I get to, I, I, that's a thing I don't have to do. Like, I just don't have to do it anymore because it's, it's already done. Like I just, I, yeah. so any, any little things like that. Or, you know making the bed, putting my laundry, building something. Like if, you know, if I like, uh, oh, I was saying like this dresser that I'm going to refinish, you know, and mm -hmm. this guy I'm seeing is going to help me with that. Something like that, you know, it could be anything. And I'm a big, like, I will always help you move. Like I have helped mm -hmm. people move that I'm like not even that close with, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, because I enjoy giving to people in that way, like, you know, mm -hmm. like the same way I enjoy sort of receiving, you know, like love and affection in that way. So yeah, thank you, by the way, Jared, I appreciate you helping me move. 
You're very welcome. I'm happy to do it. You, you're, you're a great friend to me in all kinds of ways. So it's the least I can do. Oh, I see your words of affirmation. <laughs> okay. So then the last one is physical touch. This one is also high on the list for me. Almost every guy I've dated, this is like their top two. You know, and I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Showing your love by providing touch for the other person. You know, some, I have dated a couple guys that do not like PDA, wouldn't hold my hand in public. And that felt like a rejection. So it's just things Mm. like what makes your partner feel loved. If it makes your partner feel loved when you're out in a group of people for you to put their, your hand on their low back or for you to hold their hand or just brush them on the shoulder or whatever. If that kind of just brings you back to this place of like, Oh my gosh, this person loves me. You know, I'm sure sex is a big part of this. (laughs) <laughs> like i'm sure you know, I'm i've sure. heard some people enjoy sex um, yeah i mean i don't know i mean yeah um but yeah i mean i think i think it's just this is the most self-explanatory one and, and like also um like just some people like uh, to get a lot of hugs you know some people oh, like sure. if if somebody's like a quality time person and you're with a physical touch person. It's like, well, then if you're just watching the movie, like one of you is not getting fed. Um, but if you're spooning and watching the movie, then like everybody wins. You yes, know? exactly. Yeah. So let's talk now about, well, first of all, let's, I know we've kind of prefaced this, but let's specifically say our love languages in order. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. Okay. So my top one is words of affirmation. You cannot tell me enough how pretty I am, how talented I am, how proud you are of me, how much you appreciate me. I want to know someone I'm dating. I want to know that they, I want them to text me. They're thinking of me. Good morning. Good night. This makes me sound so um, (laughs) high maintenance, but it's just so important to me. You know, Mm -hmm. this guy saying, I'm so glad I met you. Stuff like that. Like, I think you told me one time that you thought I was beautiful. Like that stuff, like just, it seeps into my pores and it doesn't leave. Like it's deep in my soul. Mm. My second one is receiving gifts. And part of that I think was my bringing up. My mother is a gift giver. She's constantly giving. And so I am not only love giving gifts, but when it's, I can tell it's really thoughtful and special, then I, it makes me feel loved. Um, and then physical touch is my third Quality time is my fourth, and acts of service is my last one. (laughs) (laughs) This is hilarious. Okay, now you go. I think we're opposite. We're definitely straight up opposite. Yeah. So, acts of service is my top one, followed by quality time. Uh, Then a tie for third of physical touch and words for affirmation, and receiving gifts is dead last. So, like, I don't, I tell people, I'm like, don't get me gifts, especially people who try to get me clothes and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I'm taking it back immediately. Like, I promise yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that isn't a big thing. But for me, the, the, the quality time shows up. Yeah, like, doing something fun with your mm-hmm. partner, like, being in the moment, you know, like, having an experience together, like, that's so much more meaningful to me. Weird enough, when I was taking the test, I have some funny things about this test, by the way. 
let me preface yeah. this. Um, there's a test. If you do get the book, there's a test you can take at the end of the book, or you could literally go to Inly, any free online site, I'm sure, and take a test to see what your top love language are. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead, Jared. Yeah. So what's funny, words of affirmation. This is why this one's a, a, like a little lower for me. I was with somebody who, uh, this was like years ago, who would give me compliments on like how I looked or like what I was wearing. And weirdly that feels like pressure to me, you know, like I'm like, Oh, well like what if sometimes I look like a schlub, you know, like it's just like, really? I interpret that that in a weird way. Like I don't actually like that, you know, like it feels like I, I, and I have a problem with this. I have a problem receiving any kind of affection. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, Mm -hmm. and I, I read recently, like, the idea of like misperceiving when someone's giving you a gift of love, like a lot of people who are like me and and I'll just say me, I often misperceive that as like a demand of like, look, I have done this nice thing for you. Now you Mm. must do nice things. Oh, interesting. And like that, like literally when someone gives me a gift, like my first thing is like, oh no. Like before I even open it, I'm like, because uh, cause you know what? And this is why acts of service is at the top. I'm like, oh no, now I got to put a fucking thing on my list to get this person a gift. Or like, mm-hmm. I, I got to figure out how I'm going to repay it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, receiving gifts, I have like literally a zero on. Um, <laughs> but like I've given you a gift before that you liked. Yes, I, yeah, I appreciate stuff. Yeah, but I, I bet I would be, you know, like with close friends of mine, you know, when it's like, oh, hey, it's the holiday season. And I'm like, can we all like, let's go like see a show and have a nice dinner together. Like that's yeah. a thousand times better to me yeah, sure. than yeah. like, let's get each other present. Right. And that's more quality time. Yes. So the test is you go through and it gives you two pairs and you select like which one out of those two things Mm -hmm. you would like better. And there's like 30 of those. And so this is funny because the copy of the book I have is the one for couples. And so all of the, all the things are about my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this one, I just could not stop laughing about. So, so like the two statements are, I couldn't ask for any better gifts than the ones my wife gives me. And then the second one is, I just can't keep my hands off my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like so written from the perspective of like a 70 year old Christian man or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just picture this guy writing this, but I just thought that was funny. I just can't keep my hands off my wife. I just can't keep my hands off my wife. Okay. So now I want to, I want to talk about maybe different relationships we've had and where the love language have showed up different and what we did to try and bring a little bit of cohesiveness, I guess, or I I don't know, like, do you have any specific examples from your relationships um, of where maybe there was a love language misinterpretation or someone wasn't feeling loved and then you realized you needed to start doing this thing and, and then you did and then it worked? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, so the one that, you know, the example I just gave of, like, the person who, like, I think her love language was, like, words of affirmation. And when she was giving that to me, I was like, ugh, like, it didn't, 
feel, but then after a time I was like, oh no, this is this person like telling you that they care about you and, and they want you mm-hmm. to feel good. Right. Um, I think it might've been that same relationship where I like the movie sort of spooning example also showed up where I was like, wait, we had this great night together. You know, like we like watched a movie and like had some laughs and like, and cooked together And, but to her, like, because it wasn't like very sort of like physically like cuddling and hugging and touching each other, it it didn't like feed her in the same way, you know? Right. Yeah. I've had, you know, a lot of, it's interesting, like most of the men minus like one guy have been very like not into gifts And, um, and so it's actually brought that love language down for me a little bit. Like I don't, I no longer Mm. have like expectations of ever receiving gifts that I really like, or that are like really like that someone can actually deliver like what would make me feel loved because that's never really happened. I mean, my ex-husband was getting pretty close. Like he, it took us years of like, Uh I finally, at the end of our marriage, I was sending him just emails for birthdays and Christmas of like links to what I wanted. And then he would just choose from the links what he would get me. See, that just sounds so wonderful to me. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, maybe not in like a, a, a romantic relationship. Like I would put more, I would, you know, always try to put more effort in than that. But like, there's like families who are like, just like, well, what do you want? And like, everyone has their own like little list and they just buy yeah. each other stuff. Like, like, Hey, yeah. here's the link. Like, get me this. And I'm like, Oh, that's such a better system. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I've also had guys, uh, my ex-boyfriend who just really, if you go back and listen to the breakup episode, he was just such a toxic partner to have, but um, Mm. he made me feel horrible about wanting gifts. And he bought me something for Valentine's day and later like rubbed it in my face, how much he had spent on me and how I wasn't appreciated enough. And so, you know, and his love language was, I, I think maybe words of affirmation, but he was his, he was also just very insecure. So there was just really nothing I could have done any differently in that relationship anyway. Mm -hmm. I would say most of the guys that I've dated have been acts of service and physical touch. And that's not hard for me to do. Like, I think just naturally I am, you know, when I was married, I did the, cleaning and the decorating of the house and keeping the household together. I did not cook. Uh, My ex was the cook in that relationship. I do know that I could never be like little miss housewife. And so if like, like you were saying, like if acts of service to like one guy is like, okay, this woman, she's going to cook, she's going to clean. She's going to be the, you know, the keeper of the house and all, you know, I'll mow the lawn and take out the trash. Like that's just not going to work for me. Like, like you said, like it needs to be like a partnership kind of a thing. I don't know. I, it's interesting. I asked this new guy that I'm dating actually. So this is funny. You guys are going to, you guys are going to think I'm crazy here, but I have everybody that I start talking to that I'm really interested in. I have them do all the tests. So like the Myers-Briggs, <laughs> the Enneagram, the love languages, the attachment style do- tests. Do you have them get their full, do you get their full star chart too? You're like, no. what oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You mean for astrology? 
Yes. Yeah. All of it. Yes. <laughs> uh, so his was quality time, acts of service and physical touch. So, you know, and then words of affirmation and gifts are, are lower. So, you know, I could see in any relationship where there's differences, like, you know, even you and I in our friendship, there's differences, right? So one person may not feel loved, you know, if words are really important to me and the person I'm seeing has a hard time saying affirmations because maybe that wasn't given to them or maybe there's this pressure that puts on them and then they weren't saying those things, then I wouldn't feel loved. If I don't care about acts of service and so I'm not doing them, like going out of my way to do them for someone, then that person isn't going to feel loved. So the whole idea with, sorry, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Mm, no, I think it's a little known thing. There's a great like thread somewhere. I'll try to send it to you so you can post it to the social media. It's an under-recognized thing that men also like to be affectionately touched in like a non-sexual way. You know, like, so like the, like, there's a funny yeah. like sort of meme thread that's like about like sort of like running your fingers through your boyfriend's hair and stuff like that. And there's something like very like lovely and like loving about that. So I don't want like physical touch to just get painted as like, you know, like dudes being like, I'm trying to get some or whatever, you know, I think it's it's all of it. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and when I'm like with me and a partner, like physical touch for me and a way that makes me feel loved is them playing with my hair or holding my hand or putting their arm around me. It's almost like, especially in public, it's almost like they're saying like, this is my person and I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed of that. That's what it's saying to me. So no, but no, I totally agree. Physical touch isn't just sex. It's like, it can be so, so many more things. Yeah. Okay. So I did, I did some research on um, a couple other sites too. And, you know, I think this is where we kind of go back to the beginning when I was saying, you don't want to put necessarily boundaries on this because also the way that you feel loved can be different from the way that you naturally give love. Like for instance, I feel loved through words of affirmation. I feel loved through small gifts, through physical touch, but I tend to give love through words of affirmation and usually acts of service. Like that is, it just comes very natural to me. And I think that the, the gift thing I used to give gifts a lot more to show my love and it wasn't appreciated. And so I stopped and uh, physical touch is just, that's very natural too. So I would say, even though I'm very easily do acts of service for people, getting that back is not a way that makes me feel loved. So what do do you think, Jared? Like, do you think how you feel loved is different from maybe how you show people love? I don't know. I mean, I I think that's where, so like, I feel like the five love languages is such a ubiquitous concept now. Like everybody sort of knows it. And it's one of those concepts where as soon as someone says it, like, you're like, oh, I get it. That, that makes sense. So I feel like it would be hard for our our younger listeners to imagine a time when like no one knew this and like talked about it. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, which is why the book was like a big deal when it first came out. And yet it seems so obvious today. I don't know that there's big differences for me, but I, I know like when I first read it, I was like, oh, like that's why like 
this person was feeling unappreciated by me and that like made me feel so like like frustrated and unseen because I was doing millions of things to show this person affection and how much I cared about them. And it was just, it was just that, 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 that mismatch was there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I tend to think first in the ways that I find love, you know, in the ways that I receive love, I think I, I think I, you know, just kind of automatically do that. But I think, I think I'm pretty good at words of affirmation. I would say you are. Thank you. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with, you know, like giving gifts. I, I, I tend to like, sort of like small, thoughtful gifts, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think, so, okay, so in this article that I was reading about how, you know, it's possible to have one uh, main love language or a mix or more or whatever, as well as how you express love, um, the they said the only wrong way to communicate your love language is to, to expect people to read your mind about it. So, so mm. this is the biggest thing, whether you want to characterize this in five love languages or, or you don't, the biggest thing is you need to communicate with your partner, with your friends, with your family, what makes you feel loved. Do not expect mm. them to know, because I think this is where a lot of, I've had some friends say things to me like, well, he doesn't know that this is what I want, but I've given him so many hints and, you know, first of all, men and women think very differently. Um, there's this hilarious, uh, video on YouTube of this guy. I think he's at a church, but he's talking about how men and women's brains are different and men have boxes and one box is open at a time. And then when we're done with that box, they put it back in and they close the box. And then like women have like wires that are like crossed all through their brain is like zing, 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 zing. Like, you know, it's such a funny, do you know what I'm talking about, Jared? No, I have no idea. Oh my gosh. I will, um, after this episode airs, I will post the link to this video. It's so funny. But essentially, your partner is not going to know what makes you feel loved if you don't tell them. And and so that could look like, like for me, um, I've said things like, hey, listen, like I really like getting morning texts. Let's just say, hey, good morning. Thinking about you. Have a great day. Like that just starts my morning off great. Now, if my partner were to be like, that is way too much work. I'm not into that. She's too needy. That's not going to work for me. Um, then, you know, they have every right to do that. But then that's probably not going to work for me. Right. So you have to decide, like, how much is this person? How much are you invested in making this person feel loved? What are you willing to do? And there's always, I think there can always be a compromise. Like if that, if my partner was then like, listen, I, there may be some mornings that I may forget to do that or that I may not do that. Um, but I will, when I do remember, I, I will let you know, or just give me grace. And then I think that's a good compromise. Like, I know you want this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to do my best. Like you said, like, giving gifts is really low. And, and so you in past, in the past, like you've really thought about it and you've had to like keep track of it. And you, even though we have our love languages, that doesn't mean that we have to be selfish in that. And we need to constantly figure out what other people's love languages are. Totally. 
I mean, yeah, I, I would say I, I, I think you really nailed it. I think it's important to be aware of yourself and care about your partner because, you know, like that's the thing that where the, that's the real value of this book and this framework ultimately is because, you know, of exactly the way you said it, Leanna, when people are in relationships and they're like, well, if he loved me, he would X, Y, Z, or if she loved me, she would blah, blah, blah. Or like, clearly she doesn't love me because, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is. And so rather than sort of making those assumptions, like talk about what makes you Mm -hmm. feel loved and what you need ask that about your partner. I mean, it's actually no different than the conversation you and I have had about around like physical intimacy, right? It's the same Mm -hmm. thing like around like, what do you like? What turns you on? Here's what turns me on. Like, how do Mm -hmm. we find that place where we can both sort of give to each other and enjoy, you know, from each other? Um, And so yeah, I mean, I think simple concept, um, but definitely worth taking some time, right? I, there's, I'm sure there's like free assessment tools oh, on the yeah. internet. Oh yeah, that our for sure. Can go and like, I would say go and at least do one of the assessments rather than like thinking too much about it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Just go take one of the assessments, and then if nothing else, it'll make for a great conversation with partners, potential dates, whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's something fun. It's something that can add to your relationship. Um, I don't feel like it could take away, you know, if anything, you're just exploring and seeing what the other person likes. I I do want to say one more thing I I actually did in the beginning of the book before it gets into the, the love languages parts, it talks about the in love stage versus the covenant love stage and covenant love stage is a very Christian way to put it. But I think it's important to talk about though. And I don't think it's talked about enough about how, the in love stage is going to go away. Like in any relationship that, that in love feeling that kind of that beginning when you're just infatuated with each other, which they said can last up to two years or whatever, that, that, that adrenaline is going to fade and the covenant stage, or we can call it something different. We could say the, the real love stage. That's when you choose to love that person. You choose to love them every day, even when you don't feel like loving them. And by choosing that you're, you are choosing to love them in the way that they need to feel loved. And hopefully you will have a partner that will choose to love you in the way that you need to feel loved. And um, I think that's such an important just note to add to this, that relationships are hard. They require work. And this is just a fun tool that can help with that and to help you continue to fall in love with your partner, to continue to stay in that real love and to continue to grow as a person too. Totally. Love it. All right. Well, there you go. There's love languages for you. Thank you, Jared, for uh, sharing that conversation with me. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for the updates. That was the most fun. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, like I said, we will be back August 21st with My Story Part 2. If you haven't heard My Story Part 1, you got to go check it out. Jared interviews me on the first part of my life all the way up to my engagement. And so this story, uh, part two, will be from my engagement to about three quarters of my marriage, probably. Yeah, so it'll be a, it'll be a little scary for me, but I think it'll be good. And make sure to follow us on, what, you have a face. 
No, I'm really excited because I'm I'm really excited about part two because I think this is a part of a part one was so great and it was uh, cool for me to get to understand you in a deeper way and I'm sure for our listeners. I think part two is a space like I don't know that I know a lot about how you've been shaped by that part of your life. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know that we've talked about that part of your life. Um, yeah that much. So I'm really excited about what I'm going to find out. Well, and it'll be interesting. And I pray to God that my ex never listens to it. (laughs) But like I said, I'm not, it's not going to be me bashing him, but it will be sharing my experiences of, you know, of our, our relationship. Okay, guys, follow us on Instagram at hello and my podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. Please rate, subscribe and review 60% of you guys that listen to this listen through Apple podcasts. So when you're done listening, go over to um, hello and goodbye, click the ratings, click the five star rating, do me a solid and uh, leave a review if you can. And otherwise, we will see you August 21st. Real quick. Uh, joining the Patreon, sort of a gift, maybe rating or telling a friend about the podcast or posting about on your social media act of service, right? Yes. (laughs) Or words of affirmation. Tell me how wonderful you think this podcast is. Yes. Perfect. Or tell others and then tag us so that we know that you're telling others about how wonderful we are. Exactly. And then slide into Sherrod's DMs. Okay, good. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.